Hmm. What up, Craig? What's up, Craig? Punk ass bitch. Oh, nosy ass. Cold intro. Welcome to the gate, ladies and gentlemen. Today is another attempt at recording some interesting content with the Hunkas and Eddie the Wizard. Um, yeah, that's not going to work. All right. Try it again. Welcome to the gate, ladies and gentlemen, to a roundtable with myself, Eddie the Wizard, and the most handsome man in Fairhope, Alabama, who lives at, what was your address again, Gabe? Um, irrelevant. In case people want to send you weed. Irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> Just Google it. 661. Yeah, Google it. Uh, Google it. So we'll probably have uh, Eddie jumping in here real quick. Um, or any minute now, I'm sure. And you and I are here already, so we can kind of catch up. I did mention to him what you told me last night about Carrie listening to the episode. Uh, what did I tell you last us. night? I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Compliments yeah. us. So I, t- I, yeah. I gave him a teaser about that. I was like, well, we're going to. Uh... The best compliments ever. <laughs> right? Like, they're, they're beautiful, kind of like they're mate. Beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely um, marvelous. Splendid. And it's like, yeah, you know what? I think condoms should be free. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Uh, Absolutely yeah. genius. So that's a poor Ed. That's a poor Ed impression. Yeah. But yeah, he's, we he's love him. We go. love him. Um, I wonder if we sound like, uh, like if we sound like how people in Alabama sound to them. You know what I mean? Like I when they hear know, somebody I... speak with a, an American accent, they just automatically assume they're, they're they probably are a little dumb. Well. If, um, I think in, well, probably in the case of most Americans, right? There's a, they might be right, but I know that my accent is thick on a lisp. So it's like, I have a Southern accent on a lisp. So when I'm out here, I just sound like a gay cowboy that, uh, which is fine. You Who know, doesn't love gay think, cowboys? I mean, they made a right? movie about it and it won a lot of awards. Yeah. I live right by the mountain. Um, Hell yeah, but I do lean on my accent more now that I'm more aware of it. Because you know, in Texas, you don't you just sound like everybody. But out here, um, I lean on it more because I think it makes them take me less. I'm less assuming, right? Like, I like I like it when people don't think I'm smart, right? It lets me get away with more <laughs> if they think I'm not enough. If I'm not smart enough to keep up with them, like my mom so, was like, "Are you sure he didn't get scammed?" <laughs> like mom, I promise you, he didn't. I'm not saying I haven't um, been scammed before, but that definitely wouldn't have been one. Well, I, I mean, not 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 after from under not, my nose. <laughs> not after you've become. Uh, I mean, there you you hit a certain point in your life where you you're like, okay, I kind of get a sense the fuck fuck well, going didn't your on dad here. Buy speakers one time though. That uh, like, I was so guy. disappointed in him. <laughs> And he felt so bad. Like, he was all proud, you know, because uh, he knew how I was into stereos and shit. Um, and he just wanted to make you proud. I know. I know. I was like, God, ah, dad. And they, I think you got him for like 400 bucks or some stupid shit. Just being dickheads. Oh, bro. Those guys, I've uh, I've run into them quite a bit. Guys are just trying to sell speakers out of their suburban or some shit. Yeah. 
Um, I, I just I don't want it. Ah, oh, but you look for a good deal. No. Well, I've recently started uh, using my uh, my speakers more in the truck for like uh, music. For whatever reason, I've just been jamming "fuck Donald Trump" real loud um, everywhere I go, and I'm like, man, I miss having a system, you know? Because I've had at least I had one really good one, like professionally installed, and I then I did it, hadn't attempted another fairly decent sound system that wasn't as good. But I'm I like having uh you know loud ass uh. Loud ass music. I know that's probably very obnoxious of okay. me, but I, I usually I, I, I turn it down in neighborhoods and shit. Like I don't, I don't play it. Well, I have been playing "Fuck Donald Trump," like where hopefully people can hear it. But um, um, yeah, I want system. I want I want a system again, bro. At least just uh, some up because in my truck the door speakers are six by nines. I was like, God damn, you can almost uh, have a decent system with some. You know, high end six by nines. Well, and four and of them. There is a difference between having he good headphones on and being in like a room full of noise. You know. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. All right, you got family shit to take care of. So, um. We're still waiting on Ed uh, to show up. So today, what we're going to do is freestyle it based on whatever we feel like talking about. I did ask Gabe to do some research on uh, some topics of interest, so that's going to be a surprise. Um, and then I'm going to have something ready for us after that to go whenever we get there. I'm going to do. I want to do like a list. I, I always. Uh, wanted to do a list of like 10 things or 12 things and then make fun of the list as you go over it with a group of dudes. You ever hear that bit on the radio? Or like 10 most common ways to get hurt around the house, right? And then everybody gets to make bits off of what the each thing is. Bits are fun. I want to, yeah, that's what I want to go. I want to, I want to get laughing as I want to try to find ways for us to really get the, uh, there's just not a whole lot of shit to laugh about. Sometimes. That we need to, man. All right. We'll give it a shot. Top 10 most Mexican names. <laughs> um, man. Dude, some of those real... Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Like Hiraldo or something like that. Like uh, Hiraldo or some shit. Like something like that, you know? Uh, I know what I want to do. What's the most? Um, this is gonna be a bit. Hey, hey, is this? We got you here. Oh, there's Ed. Uh, Ed, Ed, Ed in the house. What's the most classic, stereotypical Mexican name you can get? It's fucking Jose. Oh, or Juan. Yeah, Jose or Juan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. welcome, Ed. How are you? Yeah, good man. Good to see you. Good to hear you, both guys. Yeah, yeah, already hitting recording. it with the compliments, dude. Already hitting us with the compliments. <laughs> yeah, we're recording now. Uh, so we were just kind of game planning. But uh, Gabe, go out. I, I teased that a little bit earlier, and you talked to me about it last night. But uh, what was – can we have listeners out there? Uh, so uh, two. What was... <laughs> me and Carrie. <laughs> right. Um, 
So I we do get we actually get more uh than two, surprisingly. Oh. Uh, so your mom listened? <laughs> yeah, my mom doesn't even know about this. I would never Oh. Know. Anyways, go ahead. What was uh what was Carrie saying about Ed? Uh I I don't I think I brought it up because she was she was oh. asking about um it if when we were gonna make another one because she said she enjoyed it you know and she said uh, she she was having a cup like we were talking about our experiences with our boys and she was like well that's not that's true with both sexes well I was like yeah 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 but what you didn't hear at the beginning is we specifically stated that we're just talking about the shit we know about like not yeah yeah disparaging anybody yeah. else she's like oh okay I get it. But like she, well, she's always enjoyed listening to me and Caleb banter anyway, so it's not surprising. But um, I'm we sorry, were uh, we we were uh, I don't know how it came up, but I was like, yeah, Ed gives the best fucking compliments ever, right? Like uh, you, I said something, and you were like, beautiful, beautiful, and I was like, dude, <laughs> just feels makes me feel so good about myself. Do you compliment something about people it often, like, like outside? You're good at it. Yeah, how do I get paid for that then? How do I get paid for dishing out comedy? Uh, good at that? Uh, you can you can work for Trump. Do you know <laughs> what? I, do you know what? I tell you now, I would be I would be a fucking good butler. You know, for a really <laughs> top end, like maybe Trump's butler, let's say. I would be so. I would you have to change his what. diaper and would, shit, though. I would do it, and I would do it before he knew he needed his diaper changed. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> compliment so him. Good. Compliment him on his mess. That's a the well, you know what I mean. And I'd use the yeah. extra soft fabric, just like he likes. There you go. Get his makeup just a perfect shade oh, of orange. So good at it. So good at it. You know, if you compliment Beautiful. people, uh, if, like take it as a social experiment um, and just start complimenting. Like whenever you meet a new person, just try to say something nice to them before you start any kind of conversation with them. Even if you know you're not going to have a good conversation with them. Like, oh, shit, I, I, I mean, you don't have to say oh, shit, but hey, I like that shirt, whatever. And the obvious ones, uh, there's different degrees. I've, I've had varying results of complimenting people on solicit, like just complimenting people. Um, some people don't know how to take it at all. Like it makes them really awkward. But I find <laughs> with most people, it puts you at least on the right foot with them. Yeah, hundred percent does. Hundred percent, definitely. Who doesn't want? Who doesn't Even if want you know the compliment? two, you ain't gonna get along here in a minute. Or yeah, two. but if you if you feel the comment compliment, sorry, is genuine, then uh, then instantly your your guards let down for sure. Dude, I, I I I head fake people like I will roll my window down if I'm like in the gas station parking lot or something, and I see somebody like obviously dressed up like going somewhere, like I'll roll down the window, but hey man, you looking fly as shit today? Yeah, and it, it it throws people off big time, but they always smile, you know, like they throws them off at first, but then when they realize I'm like I'm legit giving them a compliment, you know, like I think it uh you know spreading positivity, man, I'm all about it. I mean, is that is that based on whether you're in a good mood or not, though? Like, if you're in a shit mood, would would you roll down the window and go, "You look shit today, mate"? I uh, I I work really hard to stay positive all the time, uh, and it's like do, it's yeah. not that hard for me. I'm a I'm a eternal optimist. You are indeed. Yeah, I'm really struggling with optimism at the moment. I tell you what, I'm definitely a half glass, half empty kind of guy at the moment. So well, we're we're set out to. We're set out to fucking joke around and cut up, and Gabe is not going to disappoint us. He's supposed to have 
some content ready. I gave them a last second assignment to yeah. find something entertaining and worth our time. So fantastic, fantastic. What do we got, Gabe? So, um, I didn't. First of all, I didn't appreciate the last minute assignment whatsoever. <laughs> um, just want you to know that. And uh, so the my first thought was like, I have, I have, uh, you know, the the Washington Post, uh, BBC, uh, USA Today. Uh, it's just legitimate, you know, news stuff. Um, and I just, and I was like, well, shit, let me check BBC, right? Because we're fixing to have some the wizard from England on, so let's see if I can find something relevant. And um, nice. and fun. you said you wanted to keep it positive, and it was all bre- Brexit and bullshit and Corona. And uh, I got to this article that I started. I started watching this. Little, it was it was about um, is history already been set in stone or something and it started getting into and i was just like you know what <sighs> he didn't give me enough time he didn't give me <laughs> enough time <laughs> and you gave him england um oh, and i didn't man, even get okay. to finish watching the clip uh but i was trying to find something that we could like it got to something to where like if you were on if two people set their clocks and got on like a, a train or a, a rocket ship or whatever um, and if that was in motion, the, the person standing on the plane train platform would see that the person sitting in the front of the train's clock was actually different than the one sitting in the back. And it, it was just some fuck shit like that. And I was like, Oh God, I know, uh, there's nothing long. entertaining about what you like consume. You don't have any like joke websites or you don't go anywhere to. Like it's all so serious and fucking lame. Yeah, I've been I've been in the like call representatives and leave them nasty voicemails, dude. <laughs> um, it's just just been pissing me off. Like we're, we're like three thousand people are dying a day. You know, it's just whatever. So you wanted to deal. talk about some people that got stabbed? Then was your oh was yeah like, yeah when I first asked you like. These people got stabbed. I was like, ah, I don't want to talk about people getting stabbed. There was dozens of <laughs> pro-Trump <laughs> protesters. Uh, dozens. Uh, I got. I actually think there was like thousands, but not like to near what they were this summer when people were actually like mad about legitimate things. Uh, um, yeah. And so just to catch you up, because uh, this is a specific like geo or you know to what's going on with us geopolitical environment, but. Uh, Trump kept trying to overturn the election and finally got to the place where the Supreme Court would give it a say-so, and they slapped it down pretty savagely. So the people who were in support of him have been out there the last right. day or two protesting, but not it like not in a serious way because Gabe and I both keep our ear to the ground on this type of stuff, like for whatever morbid reason. I guess it's interesting. Our- uh, well, it's Trump. We blame it on Trump. Like me and you yeah. weren't near this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like sure. we learned that the, what the House and Senate, you know, like bicameral. I never knew what bicameral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We were watching. <laughs> we were looking at fucking chive and shit. Like looking at uh, cleavage. Yeah. Now I gotta watch fucking CNN live footage from. Yeah. Now we're watching people get shot in real time at protests. Like we literally watched uh, Kyle Rittenhouse murder two people like live. Really? Yeah, the, the the we we were streaming the guy uh uh that actually uh put the bandage on the arm of the duty blew uh his elbow off. Like that's the yeah. guy we were watching. 
He had to hand the camera to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. He could put the bandage on because nobody else could do the first aid. Everybody was freaking uh, the fuck out. So those Love people that. were protesting last night, and so what, what's this with them stabbing? Are they stabbing people? They well, they, uh, when I read it this morning, no, they hadn't said if it was pro, like they didn't know who it was. They just knew that like four four people or something had gotten stabbed and like were in critical condition, but Damn. apparently those Proud Boys were just kind of roaming the streets uh just being bullies and looking for fights and shit and getting mad at the cops for like, you know, doing, keeping them, you know, out of there. They were trying to keep the group separated. Right. But, uh, I didn't, get, I didn't, <laughs> I just quit giving it time because three words. Sorry. Hold on. Slogans. Anyways. Like to, um, Bit of a random one, but do you, I, I can't. Do your kids believe in Santa Claus? How, like Trent, still believe in Santa? Uh, in spite of what I tell him, he does. <laughs> uh, my uh, my youngest son, uh, one of the the his his teacher, they give uh, she gives a class like uh, little questions at the beginning when they first log on to try to get their brains going, and one of them was. If you could go to one of the pole, uh, if you go, would you go to the North Pole or to the South Pole, and why? And of course, all the kids in his—I think he's first grade now. Yeah, first grade. Um, they all wanted to go to the North Pole, right? Obviously, mm. and uh, and Rupa was like, "I want to go to the South Pole." I think for penguins or something. And she's like, "Why didn't you want to go to the North Pole?" And he said, uh, "I don't want to give away the secret or some shit like that." Like he knows, but he's like considerate of the other kids wow that is amazing yeah my kids are awesome that is really um, amazing because there's nothing more great and powerful than when you're a kid and well and they and I, and I made them figure it out on their own like they would ask me and i'd be like well what do you think um and they i got into an argument one time with the guy because uh, before i had a kid i i said that i disagreed with telling children that santa claus exists like from like the overbearing, uh, fedora wearing internet troll, I mean, it's just like wow, this you is did so have a fedora. I did. I was one of the first ones to fucking put that motherfucker on, and uh, you did it before Tony guy. Romo did. <laughs> I just thought when Tony Romo, Tony Romo capped it, but that was a that was the moment it ended. But anyways, <laughs> um, he was like, "Well, it's super important to their development as children to believe in like make believe shit, right? Like they." He was a child psychologist, developmental something. Uh, so he like that was their work relationship, or that's what he did for a living was to deal with children. Um, and he was telling me that they need that, right? And Santa Claus fills that role. But um, I, what about cultures that don't? I have think Santa if they come, yeah, those kids are fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's not. It's a, a, you, it, did you want them to believe in Santa Claus for them or for you? You know, is it a tool that I can use to leverage good behavior for my kid? If that's what I'm using it for, then that's like using Santa Claus's name in vain, right? Like, yeah, it feels deceitful, delicious. right? It's deceitful as fuck. <laughs> like, I'm making up a thing that doesn't exist to extend control over his behavior because mm. I can't get it myself, right? So that hey, there's this other guy, he's above me. I'm with my managers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I can't do nothing about what he does. It's how you be like, I my hands are untied or my hands are tied. 
but so this is how I handle it with Trent. He's I, I tell Trent that if you you know the world is more complicated than just the things you can see. So you can't write off anything fairies, God, UFOs, Santa Claus. You can't write any of it off. But you need to use logic when you think about this stuff, right? Because um, someone you can't just believe somebody because they say it's true just to believe them. So I, it's hard to like walk this line between believe what you want, but make sure it's not taking advantage of you because belief is just what. And so even though I've tried that with him and whatever stumbling, stupid way I've been trying to do it, um, he still like he knows those presents come from us. I don't there's no doubt about it. Like we buy those presents for him based on what he tells us he likes. If he wants to get what he wants under that tree, he better tell me. Not whisper that shit to Santa Claus and keep it secret. <laughs> that ain't gonna work. And that like there's nothing he can do but unless Santa Claus comes to me with the note later that says, Hey, this is what he told me. Right? Like it ain't gonna get it if he keeps it a secret. And he needs to know that we buy it with our money. That's how I feel. Like it was through our effort that we were able to do this and we can't always do it. So be grateful for when we can. Not because you deserve this or some dude brought you this shit. Nobody worked for it. I don't agree with that. Now, does that mean he still don't believe in Santa Claus? Here he is himself. What? You know I'm podcasting right now. What is it? No, that's not We used to do a crossover thing where, obviously, oh, this is post knowing about Santa being real, but we used to then have our one present. Because we, we're, we're a weird family. We've always done Christmas on Christmas Eve. So we've always opened our Christmas presents in the evening before Christmas Day. And then now we open all of them on that day. But, but, but then we used to we used to open our one Santa hey, present in the morning. Shut the door. But we've always opened our presents in the evening. And I much prefer buy a you know buy a nice roasting open fire or whatever. But, but to open presents in the evening after a few drinks. Now at this age anyway. Um, I I couldn't think of anything worse than getting up in the morning to do presents. Seems really weird to me. Although I know that's the normal thing. Uh, I think we do one present the night before. Everybody gets one for the night before, just to kind of wet their palate. Like, that never worked with me as a kid. I used to, I used to do that from the beginning of November. Can I just have one? Can I just have one, and I'd get one, and then maybe next. Yeah, Christmas my again. my like, boys are totally yeah. doing that. Yeah, by the end of by by actual Christmas, I'd have about three presents left. Carrie Carrie does the bit where uh, she lets them have one, but it's like the Christmas jammies. She's got some shit with wanting us all to have the same uh, jams on Christmas, and so that's the present they get on Christmas Eve. Um, Y'all have presents under the tree already. Oh yeah, do you know Carrie? She had the tree up, I think, before Thanksgiving Day was even done. No, I think she had it up before Thanksgiving, bro. I think she put that shit up like right after Halloween. Uh, and then she's been putting presents, you know, as, as soon as they come in, or if she gets them. She even even shit that's like going like the little shit she buys for her friends. Like she'll wrap them and put them under the tree. Cool, that little corner in your room must be building just, up a hell of a lot of excitement over the last couple of months. Uh, yeah, the well, the boys have finally, after you know a couple of weeks of constant begging, they finally uh, left them alone because you know they're not. There was, was a the definition of saying, insanity, you know. They were saying put some fake ones in there, and when they keep asking for them, they won't stop. Throw that bitch in the fireplace. 
<laughs> you just gotta you gotta be you've gotta be more you've gotta be more stubborn. You know what I mean? Like you can't you can't let them out stubborn you. Like you can't you can't break. Yeah. You just get every um, time you ask for one, you lose one. Well our no, we we're not we're not that savage. We don't have anything under the tree at all. Well, I don't even have a tree yet. Well, you we just got a trees. new, you just got a new flat, right? Yeah, good man, thank you. Yeah, yeah, honestly. that's the right word, right? Yeah, too right. Yeah, well, it's actually a, a maisonette. A maisonette. <laughs> Wait, what? How is that different? So, maisonette, I think, from what I understand, anyway, is. Uh, well, damn it, Ed! If you a, don't know, who does? <laughs> outside of just being a posh word, it's uh, it's when you've got a house that's split into one or, or two or more segments basically mm. so it's one house but it's sold as two properties like a duplex yeah exactly like, like a duplex i guess yeah duplex sounds far less english than a maisonette though amazing what is it how do you say, what a maisonette maison maison is french for house so i'm assuming okay. it's taken from that word anyway i don't know but a maisonette is like a, a little house a little house Oh, okay. So speaking of language and stuff, we were talking before you got on. Um, what, do do people that speak the Queen's English when they hear American English are they just is it kind of like how we hear like rednecks? You just automatically kind of assume their IQ is not very high. Is is, is, is that a thing? We are the rednecks. It, I mean, it, it, it's not a th it's not a, uh, across the whole of USA. But if we're gonna do. If you ask me right here, right now, to do an American accent, I would definitely go towards the redneck kind of accent for sure. And it, like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, what, what is, what is somebody's impression when that, like, somebody that is around people that speak the Queen's like, English? And that I like to do um, myself. I like to do the 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 dumb, or not necessarily dumb, but like the American cop, just like with the, Utah. I don't even know what accent this is, but where he goes, put your hands on the vehicle, sir. That's not bad. Are you uh now are you putting that with like oh I, the question is are you do people think that we're stupid because how, how of our accent? Received? How yeah, say you're no, say you're I at think, a diner. I think it's down it's down to the accent itself. Like in England you've got that same thing. In England we think certain people in various parts of the country are stupid because of the accent, which is very reductionist, but it is here's how people think, I think. So in the same way, I don't know enough specifically of what the states are and who speaks i bet it ain't dropping no panties though right like <laughs> it ain't opening no doors for you, you go out there sounding like a fucking idiot yeah absolutely. so me and caleb don't necessarily we don't we don't start off like in the negative because we don't have a real thick like southern accent so we're, we're kind of like speaking spanish than anything <sighs> one thing i noticed though caleb we were talking about that earlier um around here i i find myself um Going real trailer park slang, like hood rat no. slang, like real quick. Like when I get comfortable with people, you know what I mean? And, it, and I think that's a, another version of kind of trashy too. Well, you've probably know. always yeah, been doing that. You just notice it more because not everybody else is like that. Right, 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 yeah. I'm not in an actual trailer park at the moment. Like these people all went to college and shit. <sighs> yep. So, uh, what would um, what would Ed like to talk about? Yeah, yeah, um, in mind. 
some cheery good news uh, over there at, across the pond. Oh, mate, I'm looking for you guys to lift my spirits at the moment. Like, I'm a, fucking I, told anything, you, guys. I told you earlier on, I'm a half, glass half empty at the per, kind of person at the moment. So uh, I really need some work uh, to, to fill that fucking glass. How do you, okay, well, how do you tell people to cheer up, right? Like, that's a for real problem. Like, I can feel cheerful one. and Gabe can feel cheerful. Um, but like, if you're with somebody who has got anxiety or they're depressed or they're just in a spot that's hard, you know, Gabe, you know, Gabe went through the laundry list of all the fucked up shit that's going on around the world that you could be depressed about. So if somebody just needs to cheer up, I mean, what, how do you do that for yourself? I mean, I mean, for just recognizing you for yourself or for up. someone else, either, or like if you, you know, if you don't have a friend, what can you do? You only whack off so many times before you get tired of that, you know, like, so what can you do to like cheer up somebody or to cheer yourself up right are there ways to do that i think to cheer someone else up it's definitely something around uh being okay with and that person knowing that as well that you're okay with where they're at whether they're fucking pissed off or whether they are just deeply depressed because i don't know for me when i'm either of those things whether i'm angry or whether i'm depressed I can't stand it when I feel like my mood, which is going to happen. It's just that's normal as well. But I can't stand it when I know my mood's having an impact on someone else, and someone else is behaving differently because of my because of my mood. But also, I might not be able to at the time feel like I can change my mood. So I think for me yeah. in those uh, situations, I just want the person to be absolutely okay with where I'm at first, so then I can get out of the grotty mood that I might be in. I think it helps too if you just let somebody know immediately, like, "Yo, I, I'm just down right now. Like, I'm not probably gonna be the funnest person right now, but you know." I'm and, here. and yeah, yeah, and in that situation, I want to be left. I just want to be left and not poked at in terms of well, what is going wrong? Like the other day, I went to go, go and see a friend, and uh, well, it was it was a bunch of friends and. Uh, I said to one of them, I don't know him very well, to be fair, either. But I said, did the honest thing. I did that thing. I came into the house. He said, how are you going? And it's like, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not actually great at the moment. But, uh, but I don't really want to talk about it. But that's, that's your honest answer right there. But pretty much the whole night, he was trying to find out or bring me out of what he heard from me was I was in a bad place, you know. And I, I, was, I was in a bad place, but I was able to still attend this this you know, gathering and, and, and say hello to people. And I was able to put it on the side. I just wanted to give an honest answer. But it was actually really hard to be with someone that was constantly trying to find out what was going on for me. And I didn't even really know myself. I just knew I felt shit. And that's, that's another hard thing is when you're in a crap mood and you don't even know why you're in a crap mood, you just feel it. That's That could be a lesson right there is like, hey, you know, you don't necessarily know how you feel to know that you're not really interested in digging into that conversation with somebody. Like if you're trying to make somebody feel better and they're telling you like, look, I'm not, I'm not really wanting to talk about it right now. That doesn't mean you're not good enough at getting to them. Right. It doesn't mean you need to up your, um, you know, uh, therapeutic skills or whatever. Like you don't have to be a counselor. If somebody tells you I'm not really in the mood to talk about it. That's probably where you should leave it. Yeah, well, so so coming from a different perspective from somebody that's not prone to being grumpy and not wanting to talk about it, like for like those people just don't understand 
that feeling because they don't feel that. And they just, yeah, they honestly right. cannot, like, it took yeah. me a long time to understand that. Good. Like, cause when something happens to me, like I want to talk about it and get that shit squashed immediately. Like I'm telling you probably too many details of why I'm mad or upset or whatever. And then I let it go. You know, like as soon as I say it or express it, like I'm fine. Uh, I, I and I have more mood. So I feel moody. So, yeah, you do. You know what I mean? But like, so it's not like something makes me mad. It's like I'm in the mood to be mad at things. So I really can't always find my source. Dog of, cussing me last night. Well, <laughs> don't remind me. Um, Ellen was like, why were you barking so loud at Gabe? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, he was being a, he was making too much goddamn sense. No, nah, no, nah, I wasn't making any. So <laughs> anyways, anyways. So that, that's hard though, like because you're saying from your perspective, like it's hard for you not to understand why. Like if I just rip this fucking bandaid off, you'll feel better. Let me. Yeah, um, that, 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 that that's where uh, that's where your friend is probably coming from. Uh, he, he, what you got to understand is he might not know that feeling. It, like that's a foreign ass feeling to him, you know? Because well, it was it is to me. But that just means you need to respect people's personal boundaries. That's all. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, and that's another. You know, that's just another long line in the shit. Of being, yeah. you know, aware of you and your effect on people and yeah. the people around you. Yeah. And sure. not everybody, uh, not everybody's there. Not, not, you know, some people aren't ready to be that self-aware, you know, just out of ignorance, not necessarily because they, I don't know. I'm just All right. What now. about, what about picking on your friends? Oh, dude, that's a mu like. I don't have friends that I can't fuck with. Like if, if my friends can't take a, like if you can't take a joke, I'm probably not your friend because I'm constantly throwing like, I'm just being not very serious. Right. Cause I try not to, uh, take shit too serious. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, uh, um, Alan Watts has this thing, this thing that I really like. And then, uh, and I want to hear from like, what do you think about, as far as like guys like, or people in general teasing each other, like if that's the way to cheer people up. But oh, you know, well, Alan says, um, you know, that play can still be sincere. It doesn't have to be serious. And that when people are playing, that there is a sincere purpose to that, you know, that there's something good about doing that, playing around and, you know, being a jackass and trying to get a rise out of your friends. The banter. Yeah. So what's he saying? What's his point to that? Um, just that play, like play in general is good. good. Like you want to oh, be man, like, yeah. not not serious. You want to be sincere but playful. And that if you're able to be playful while you're being sincere, that that's probably the best way to manage relationships. And I'm extrapolating well, like, my own. I guess I guess for me, what the big the big key word that comes to me anyway when I hear that when we're talking about play is spons. Oh, I hate that word. Spontaneity. Because uh, you do have to be spontaneous, whether it's making up some sort of role play that you're doing with Trent, you, Caleb, for example, I don't know, or well, yeah. I'm, you know, like, or even on, even to the point of just banter with friends, you know, taking the piss out of friends. That takes wit, that takes spontaneity. And the funniest kind of uh, fuckeries are always the ones that are kind of very witty. And what is witty? Witty is spontaneity at its best, I think. Um, 
you can't be witty unless you're spontaneous. Like the, those, the, the the wittiest comedians are the ones that pull a joke out of the room that's current in the room at the moment, or that they've been rolling with, or whatever. Yeah, even but, even people who are good at capture, like I think that I think that's what they mean when they say people who are good at working a crowd. It's that they can pull the right combination of words out of that moment, right, to really work them up. But you know, I've seen people fall flat with just the most basic kind of presentation, much less one that's designed to be entertaining. What in a comedy routine or? Yeah, yeah. Like so, say, uh, say, this is just from my own personal experience. Like you have to give safety meetings, and you might have to give a safety meeting to twenty dudes or five guys or fifty people. It don't. You never know. Hardly, like, hardly you... platform for comedy though, is it? Yeah, yeah, but you, but all you have to do is say the same shit you always say all the time. You still, you'll have guys lock up, can't, like they can't even bring the, can't even get through the safety meeting enough to convey the information because they're so incapable of being, I guess, at a conversation type of level. Just, just to maintain that level of engagement with that many people watching. But then it's even more impressive to keep a crowd, you know going like get them riled up and angry or, or laughing or motivated to do something that's even more impressive like that's to me that's like real power right mm. it is yeah it does definitely although i mean it does help if you've paid 50 quid to go to somewhere to specifically to laugh you probably you know you probably get you ever been to a comedy club where the comedian wasn't funny uh yeah a couple of times because i've been you know i've been to a lot of amateur c c comedy clubs so so yeah definitely 100 percent yes uh gabe was telling me the other day um he paid well Shit, I, I saw bucks? some last last night my <laughs> boys weren't that funny but you know what like i told caleb i'm a supporter of the arts man i, I don't i don't uh pirate shit i pay for my arts because i mean if you want them to keep doing it you they got to be paid for that shit right that is that's really nice to hear that so i remember i mean because i, I mean i grew up on the uh you know uh my first computer was just full of fucking songs that i pirated off of uh you know because we i'm sure caleb was the same right uh what was the first one napster and then you had like morpheus yeah. and share bear and all that yeah yeah uh <laughs> but by the time i actually like you know, got out of high school and was able to actually pay for CDs and shit. I, you know, I had a big ass book, you know, the double, the force, uh, the eight, you could fit eight on one page, you know, the, the big ass book of CDs, but I always, uh, I don't know, been supporter of the arts. Caleb put that on my bragging montage. Supporter <laughs> of the arts. Yep. Um, do you do much of that, Ed? Do you, do you, like support art or i mean i guess that's the kind of thing you gotta have money for you can't just be throwing money around yeah do you know what i don't enough i've always been a, a terrible person for that and i sh this is the hypocrisy behind it all because i sh i very much share gabe's point of view however i don't i don't think people will necessarily put the connect the dots you know no they always well well, they don't. You're right, but it's also because it's just so easy to steal. Yeah, the yeah. It's, it's the most easily. And if you don't think about it, you're just like, yeah, whatever. Um, so it's more for the convenience, you know. It's the, if I do, <laughs> it's not my fault. It's the system's fault. Huh. But but you know, yeah, definitely. I you know, I I can't say that I don't sit here with a bit of guilt when I hear that because 
I definitely steal the arts where and wherever possible. Um, but, it, you know, I don't want that to reflect on my passion for the arts. And, and well, now everybody hates you. Sorry, no, man. No, that's it. We're going to have to yeah. kick you off the podcast. We're going to cancel you. No, we're going to have to kick you off, Gabe. Okay? Simon wants to be cheerful. <laughs> you're over here fucking talking about how how you I'm busting balls. I'm busting balls. Um, good. It's good. It's good. Balls. Sometimes balls need to be busted. Oh yeah, and, yeah. I, I uh, I've frequently like somebody like just kind of been kind of salty about something, and somebody just give me a good zinger, and like I'm just like, God damn, dude, I, that's a good one. You're not, you're not wrong. You know, <laughs> I, I I enjoy a good uh, uh, a good ball busting as good as anybody. Bro, you watch the video of that? Video? You of ever what? see those? Dude's getting their nutsacks punched. Oh, dude, no, thank you. Why? You ever see that, Ed? Well, I mean, uh, you say that. You say that. Is, it, is there one specific famous video for it? Because that's. Not I think a... it's like a fetish in general. Like it's, oh, it's the fetish that dudes have clear. where they get punched in the Cl- nutsack. Clearly, like somebody hard. got interested. We need to hard. delete your browser like, history. I mean, that hard, is that is a hard. good form of self harm. If you if you. In terms of the psychology of self harm, self harm generally being so the take, chick, the chick, or the thing. I'm assuming it's a chick. Uh, most of the time, from what I've seen, it's a chick. Uh, I mean, in like <laughs> speed bagging these bad boys, <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Like, what, what, how does a person get to be like that? Right? I, I get that, uh, you know, we all have hard times and shit, and it, you know. Whatever, I guess it'll make my character better, but I wish it didn't suck so bad right now. You know, that's generally how I think most people feel, but how do you get from being like what I would assume is normal to having somebody punch you in the nutsack as hard as they can? Like I don't and, and as far as getting like a sexual satisfaction from that as well. Like what you, makes that happen? I think that's one of those things that you can't necessarily might not ever be able to comprehend because you don't have that same you know, they might the, some people like pain. Sense. Being defensive, defensive. Think, <laughs> I'll show you defensive. Well, here's here's here's, here's one for you around that. Just to, because you got me thinking now, actually. But and I can't think of an example. But what if there is some? Because you know, there's there's loads of people that like these kind of uh, sadomasochistic fetishes. Right. Fetishes. Yeah. It's not. It's not. A, you know. It's a common enough thing. So, yeah, like the choking so, out uh, while you're jerking thing. Yeah, yeah it kills yeah, a bunch so. of celebrities. Yeah, it does. <laughs> For me, sir, I reckon that's got to be something to do with the systems that you put in, the psychological systems that you put in place as a kid based on your environment. You know, I, I'd love to think of an example. Like, uh, this is a ridiculous one, but just to paint a picture. So imagine, and I know this doesn't probably happen, but <laughs> imagine every time your mother and dad fed you, they'd then give you a, a pinch over the ear, you know, or a slap around the head or something. So, like, and that, I know this is a massively extreme example, but surely then you, you would learn that, you know, these kind of positive rewarding things, i.e. food in this case, comes with something more punitive. Um, so, like, if, that, if, that, if imagine that was how you learned to eat, and again, I know that's a ridiculous example. It's the best I can come up with at the moment. <laughs> But surely that would play an impact in how you how you played out your sexual endeavors. Uh, I don't. So 
how would the how would it transfer into like from some somebody smacking you on the head every time you would eat? How would that transfer into a sexual? Well, conversion? psychologically, there'd probably be like a sticky point between real pleasure rewards things and basic rights, I guess, in terms of food. But pleasure and reward from the food, but then immediately followed okay. up by um, by you know pain. So it's kind of like. This Pavlovian. So that would be that would be normal to you if that was your right. reality. You know that you'd grow at least you'd grow up thinking that was normal. Then you'd go to the therapy. Then you realize your parents were fucked in the head, and then yada yada yada. But but you know that I, I would yeah I I still think that that so, would lead to some sort of the what uh, the, the what, what I've heard or for what I've read and I don't I can't cite it or nothing so you could just completely dismiss everything I'm about to say is just fucking made up. Well, you did, uh, you did not just hear what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I I just want to like I wish I could say where I heard this from so you could at least say like no 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 you mis you misunderstood what they were saying. But if I remember correctly, they they said that there's a moment where it, the switch for you becoming a sexual human being comes on. And when that switch comes on, whatever yeah. triggers it whatever that moment is, that's going to determine how you see sex for the rest of your life. Normally, it's in a ritualistic fashion where the, the, the culture is really controlling about how and when you start to have sex. But in more chaotic situations, it could be anything, like just being under the table with your mom and her friend are over, and all of a sudden, these legs under the table just change your mind or, or, or flick it over. Like I think that was the example that they used in this study, um, this dude has kind of foot fed. yeah. I, I, well, I remember I read it somewhere, and that was an example that they used as far as illustrating the point. Because I, I think that there's like enough people with foot fetishes, and that whatever moment made that. Because I fuck, I don't have a foot fetish, but they some people do, and I don't even get it. Right? Yeah, I don't like, get it. Like lick, like the li yeah. I, it's not. I don't hate feet, but it's just like it's kind of like the whole. Um, um, dominatrix shit, you know, like I, I that's net. Well, I'm, you know, I'm a big P when it comes to pain anyway. So that's not surprising that I'm not into anything that involves pain. So maybe I can't even speak on the subject. Did you, did you, um, did you on that? There, I, I sent Caleb a book or not sent him, but recommended him a book. Called yes. King, King warrior, magician, lover. And it's basically about kind of four, major male archetypes that we kind of grow and develop through and one of those is that well the warrior and the warrior the warrior in its fullest is is neither a masochist or a sadist um, a sadist is someone who likes to inflict punishment on someone and a masochist is someone who likes to receive punishment um and then and then going like that's in manhood and then in in boyhood you've got the uh what's he called Something like the bully, the grandstand, the bully, or the the bully, basically. So the bully would be the akin to the sadist, as you know, in our archetypes as a man, and then the coward would be um, the the boyhood kind of archetype. It's the coward. God, it is called the coward, but it's that's a quite a, quite a heavy term to give a kid, isn't it? But again, it's only talking about archetypes. But I wonder whether that plays into it. Whether there's something around. If for anyone who follows archetypes anyway, or anyone who likes that kind of model of development, but whether there's it, sexual, the game going back to the thing we're talking about, which is like the the sexual dominatrix kind of stuff, is that an imbalance of that particular kind of archetype? Um, 
well, what is what is the like imbalance in in um, comparison to what's considered acceptable today? Because I feel like if you went back to say another society in time, their views and their even their even if you go from different societies now, like the different levels of uh, acceptable sexual promiscuity is dependent on where you're from. So I think that that always is going to depend. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. A large part on how the culture you're in handles sexuality, right? Like, how easy is it going to be for you to encounter these um, developmental hurdles where, like, if you stumble and fall, like, you may like, not be able to spread your DNA or whatever. If you figure, if you just get attracted to, like, you know, people who, like, are attracted to fucking inanimate objects, like a fucking bridge, right? There's That's a thing about, like, that, yeah. the Empire State, but, like, cars, so, right? People, yeah, uh, like, people, yeah. All right, so. That's probably not in the dinner. Uh, it's not in the DNA to say, hey, you know what? It's going to be conducive for us to continue this line if we figure out how to get it on with buildings. Like that, that's, I don't think that that's part of any kind of plan, really. Uh, so something happens, right, to make this person like that, uh, whether it's their fault or not. But for most people, they get an opportunity to like hit developmental milestones. Like the first time they feel a certain way, they quit seeing girls as being yucky, right? Because girls slowly become yucky, then they quit being yucky, then they're yucky uh, again. So yeah. it, it's so when they come to these points where they have to make that switch, um, what is how they're um, handled during this, right? I think there's also responsibility from the community how they deal with young people who were like exploring a aspect of their life that from my experience, you're supposed to figure out alone by yourself with no fucking clue on what to do. Right. Like, you know how to get a girl pregnant. The left, the rest is up to you uh, to not do it. Right. Uh, and that was kind of like the approach that I got or that even the approach that the schools have down here um, is just kind of like a taboo topic. Nobody talks about, it really like, and then anybody who does better be, they're, they're probably in a um, liberal school district or something that has like a healthy sex, uh, sex ed program. Um, but I think this community has a lot to deal with how these people develop and that you could probably look at the, um, and they, I'm just making this crazy ass prediction, but I would bet that a community that is producing a lot of like sexual deviance probably isn't healthy, right? Cause they're not really dealing with, aspects of their society that need to be dealt with like you can't just ignore it and hope for the best you also be doing something progressive to help these young people through their lives to move into a successful role like yeah they could probably make all right so the idea that uh a girl or a boy could have multiple gender partners before they decide on who they want to be with not based on um the right gender but just based on who they fit with the best right like that's a completely crazy ass taboo idea that I don't think anybody would have taken serious a few years ago. Um, but now it's more accepted. And the people that have like been progressive about accepting this mentality have like I, I think that those young people have a better chance at being healthy, whatever they decide to be. And then the ones that have like this fucking blind sacred ritual where, you know, nobody gets to know about it. you have to wear your sacred underwear until the night of and then you only can put your penis through a hole in the sheet, you know, like that's just crazy, right? Or maybe yeah. I'm just stupid, you know. Well, 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 for us it is, it does seem crazy, but I hear you're questioning both of them. Do are either of you two brave enough to share your uh losing your virginity story? If it's of if it's of value, if it's noteworthy. 
Gabe, mm. he still hasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was. Um, I don't remember the first time specifically. I just know the girl because we were dating. Uh, His wife listens to the show, right? Uh, uh, and it's actually. Uh, well, what me and Carrie have talked about it um, before, so it's just no secret to her. I mean, uh, I do remember mine and Carrie's first time, which I'm sure she would appreciate me not talking about. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, mine. I don't remember exactly. There's a lot of people in a big old pile, and it happened. <laughs> uh, just happened, huh? Yeah, I. This is one that probably is less. No, no offense. Uh, no, no, no. Ed, go. You, did you want to share that story? Is that why you asked? Well, no. Well, I don't mind sharing it. Mine's not particularly. I've just wanted to. The reason I was asking, really, to be honest, was just to kind of get a sense of whether that what kind of difficulties or struggles, not in terms of performance, but in terms of like just the social situation, there were. But I mean, mine was with. Uh, my first girlfriend I was I think I was 18 something like that so it's fairly late Give, you know most guys tend to lose their virginity before 18 well at least in my experience that was always the story anyway but um, yeah it was you know it was it was a bit strange kind of not it could, because she had slept with lots of people before like five six seven people you know by 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 this and she was a year younger than me as well it was quite hard, given my idea of what it meant to be a man between the sheets at that age, to kind of live up to that because I'm with a girl that's already slept with lots of people. It's my first time. I ain't got a fucking clue what I'm doing. Did she know it was your first time? Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, she absolutely did. Yeah. She slept with me on my birthday, actually. <laughs> was, it, was, it a, was it a pity? <laughs> no, I don't think it was a pity. No, it wasn't a pity because we were in year one of a three-year relationship. So okay, okay. held on for a long time after that if it was a pity. But I don't think it was a pity, no. I mean, I'm sure she probably felt some form of pity there. But it wasn't, I wouldn't say the whole thing was based around pity. It was all for herself. <laughs> but um, um, I, I, well, I guess it felt normal. But I think the challenge for me was this, this idea of what I had to be. You know, because, you know, lads were speaking about sleeping with girls years before this. And it would always be a conversation I'd try and stay very quiet in or duck out of, you know, subtly so that I didn't get questioned on it. Because obviously my answer was going to be, no, I'm still a virgin. And there's a great deal of shame that comes with that, I think, when you're kind of in that zone of having sex to begin with, you know, where some of your mates start having sex. That's where it all starts. You can't go back from that now. I would say <clears throat> I started, <coughs> uh, my first time was when I was 13, and then I was active from then on out. And I'll tell you from my experience that you never want to kiss and tell, ever. Like, all the things that need to be said about you happen without you being there. And if you just keep your mouth shut, the doors that will open for you are great. But if you go tell everybody what you're up to, no one's going to want to have anything to do with you. So, like, that chick that who was with, like, six or seven dudes, whatever, hey, I don't take any I, any kind of weight behind that at all. Like, oh, I would, that's now, awesome. That's the best-case situation. I mean, like, she's got her shit figured out. You well, know yeah, what I mean? No, 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 no. Caleb, Caleb, hold the, hold the phone there, because you say that, but let's just get back to reality. She's 17 years old, you know. 
because she definitely hasn't got her shit figured out and she definitely didn't. But in comparison to me along that particular path, fair enough, yes. But you can't think a 17-year-old that's slept with a few people has got their head sorted out. Man, teenagers are active, I think. Oh, yeah. I think I, I, I don't think like, that's yeah, not yeah, a big I don't, deal to me at all. I don't, yeah, that's not a big deal to me either. I yeah. said I was active when I was 13. Six to seven people by 17 is not – I mean, she's just being – she's got a lot of friends. And they're real friendly. That's yeah, awesome yeah, in high yeah. school because you can afford yeah, to yeah, be yeah. that way. Nice There's no smart. kind of consequence if you do it smartly. Well, I don't think there's no kind of consequence, but there's well, emotional right. shit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, right. I'm not. Yeah, as long uh, as you're wearing, you, you know, you're you're able to have access to birth control, and Plan B, like you don't fucking ruin your life by being a horny teenager, because. Teenagers have been fucking for a long time. But they're going to so be that way. Yeah, Anyways, yeah you, you can't well stop make them. make it easy for them to be safe. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, they're just going to be like that. What do you think? They're supposed uh, to. What do you think about um, the, the kind of uh, the realities of the fact that women have a lot more, other than condoms, obviously, for guys. Wait, okay, here's, here's a way to put it, actually. Here's a good question. So, if there was a, you know how girls have got like the pill or um, the the abortion the morning after pill or or the heavier pills than that if they've not you know not realised until later they've got a whole plethora of pills that they can take to stop having babies. Um, but what if they came up with a pill that stopped men having babies for like a week and like just turn your semen sour for the week or something? So it would be then up to the man to take this pill, like a girl does every day. Well, not every girl, but some girls who take birth control, basically. They're taking that pill every day. Um, you know how you know how you make this happen without even asking dudes to like make a big decision about it? It would happen immediately. What do you mean, uh, sorry? To make the, like, this idea of this pill that would well, change your semen to be inactive? Well, you do surely, two things. Surely, surely they can. Surely that's already a possibility. I just don't think it's marked. Well, I know they have like a chemical castration, but I think it's just they make everything not work. Look, you know, like you a, you get to pick a flavor and a color. <laughs> <laughs> like if you had a trademark flavor and color, like ah, let me. I don't smell that root beer. I don't smell root beer. That ain't like what. Like you would like that would seal the deal. You would have everybody would. Have, I would just have it. I just because it was cool. The rise of self-inoculated blowjobs would go up a hell of a lot. <laughs> you, bro. <laughs> you might be onto something. Like, you can even sell exercise equipment to help you get in yoga shape, right? Do yoga classes. Hell yeah. Specifically. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think I wouldn't have a problem with that. Um, as long as it didn't fuck with me emotionally, right? Like, if it didn't do to me, like, what birth control does to women like fuck with my hormones yeah 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 give me mood swings all kinds of other shit like if you get enough of that already um men would would probably be a lot more demanding in the uh in the market would you would you like take it though ed i mean well i I mean i'm raising it more just because because i spoke about it with my partner in the past as well it's just like it just made me think wow actually there is a lot of onus on women to um to kind Mm. of deal with that fallout as it were and not so much on men other than wearing a condom. But, you know, I, I, I kind of... And even then, right, like at the ex- first chance that they'll let us take it off, we're like, all right, yeah. Yeah, and right. in my experience, like, men kind of just a tip. Women, to, women to have birth control and not have mm-hmm. to use a condom. 
rather than they have to use a condom and there's no birth control. That seems to be the general assumption. Uh, again, I hold that loosely, and that's only in my experience, of course. But um, but that's, yeah. So I'm, I'm basing it off that, really, is that actually uh, my kind of gut feeling would be that men wouldn't be too happy about having to take on that same onus of women if it was provided. Well, I, I kind of went through this with, me and Carrie went through this, uh... She was very adamant about having two kids, and that's it. Uh, she doesn't want any more kids at all. And, uh, you know, it was like, all right, well, you take birth control, or, or am I going to get a vasectomy? And there was a long time where I was like, just absolutely, positively refused. Like, there's no fucking way. Absolutely not. Not well, happening. It, but you're talking about a vasectomy, aren't you? Right, right, right. That's what I'm. So it was either like, she either takes a pill or gets a surgery or I get this little small procedure that's reversible and I just wouldn't do it. And it, well, it worked out for me because she's, you know, genetics, uh, her, they got a, that gene that gives them cancer. So HIPAA, she ended up, you know, having to get the surgery for health reasons anyway. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. So the lucky dog. she wanted it like she, she didn't want a kid. So she's fine with it. You know, I think you should get a sticker that you could put on your clothes like only you can have and if you scratch it it also releases the smell of the flavor so chicks know which guys are safe <laughs> and what they smell and taste like you'd be like look it's fucking uh burberry so if you don't take it off real good it'll still leave you smelling fresh fantastic yeah you don't think it that's it's good I marketing I, I think it's hilarious if yeah if you so what you're saying is you're not only turning off the semen, but you're making it have a flavor, right? And, is that what you're saying? And a taste. And a color. That I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess that would be weird. Is it going to stain like, shit, though? You can't stain might, shit. If you wanted to, right? Like, so like with the black <laughs> The light? cheap shit from China. The cheap shit from China will stain. Because, uh, <laughs> all right. So my thing is, uh, if I would want to encourage, like, Ed, you're talking about what would make it for men... To actually take this serious, right? And it's not going to be because they think that it's the better thing to do, right? I should do the the I should do the chivalrous chivalrous watch chivalrous thing and take on this birth control responsibility myself. If you're waiting for guys to do that, you're going to be waiting for a long fucking time. Yeah, but that's the yeah that's the point I was getting at is uh but if you give it a flavor and a color. <laughs> and like you give it varying degrees of like quality, right? Like you make it a vanity item, and you throw in that birth control there, and it it lets other people know that you can't get them pregnant. And so the guys that don't get in on this are just not going to be as successful, right? You can always quit taking the pill, but for the moment that you're on it, you're safe as far as pregnancy goes. You know, you obviously you still have to stay considerate with your partner as far as spreading disease and shit, but. I think that's the best way to get it over the board, right? Like to get men on board with it and decide that we're all going to have this, like we're all going to have beards or we're all going to have whatever fashionable thing it is to have, right? I, I think that's how you make it the thing. I like it. It's uh, more thought than I put into it. Can I can I chuck out a, another random tangent conversation? Of yeah, course. we're going to have to start bringing it, or at least my side is going to have to start bringing it to a close. Well, I am... No worries, we've got plenty of time then. So, I thought you said you didn't have time limits. 
Who, me or Caleb? Caleb. You were like, oh, well, I'm just doing whatever. We're snowed in. Uh. Well, <laughs> okay, well, I might have to leave the conversation and come back. I got to go check in with my family and make sure Ellen ain't just getting mad at me for some random ass shit that I don't know about. <laughs> uh, anyways, hey, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so, so something that's been a long dream of mine, and obviously now I'm kind of feeling far away from that dream because I'm sat here in a new apartment with my partner now. So is that I would love as a retirement plan to kind of buy a plot of land between a group of people that I know well, families included, so and live off the land. So ultimately create create an, uh, my own little commune, as it were. Not necessarily my own little commune, but a little commune. Um, I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on, on, a, on a kind of lifestyle like that. In terms of in terms of like a ten year plan, let's say, I've already got plans to move to Colorado, like as soon as I reasonably possible. Like it's in my head to do that. And why do you want to do that? Uh, what's what's the what's the reason? Mainly Caleb. Yeah. Oh. So, um, so actually, no, so, so that, and, I mean, and, and, and and legal weed. It's weed and it's weed and Caleb, but Caleb more important, obviously. Yeah. Uh, we and were so, actually neighbors until I hit the job lottery. Well, actually, it was before I was already. Well, it was just gonna be like two minutes away. He was all pissed. <laughs> all right, so Ed, more directly to the point, what would it take for you to do that? Uh, it depends on your environment, right? That you have to deal with. Because not all land is created equal. So it's true. You need to. Uh, you need to really know what your permaculture options are you do you know what uh, permaculture yeah. is yeah yeah absolutely and that is important definitely so you would need to get something that would so the more efficient your permaculture setup can be the less work you're going to have to do if if you're not set up to make the environment work for you you're going to have to be doing everything manually yourself right like so you want to have in mind when you find this plot of land uh Doing it in a way where you can structure your permaculture environment so that all you like you have to do a minimal amount of work to keep it going. Because I, I think just like chopping firewood and eating regularly, like good food is hard enough to do without having to add gardening and tending the fucking forest. Make sure all your brush is scrapped out so you don't have fire again. Make sure your water supply is clean. Make sure you have uh, you're collecting gray water so that you you know you're not drinking with it, but you can do dishes or wash your hair, whatever, like all these things need to be taken into account um, to do all that. So you have to learn a lot about your local flora and fauna. Find out what's already there and then that the plants that you plant work with them, not in uh, that they don't conflict with what's trying to grow there already. Like you don't want to be you don't want to strip the land and then put a farm down with, I mean you can do that, that's the easier way to do it, but you're just a farmer now. You're not really getting to live off the land the way that the fantasy goes. Yeah, I think the fantasy is you spend your day in a hammock sipping a coconut that you grew out of the tree, like eating bananas and doing cocaine. Like it's, and you're just (laughs) out there doing whatever you want. Right. And nobody, but the reality of it is have, that takes a lot of work to keep all that going. You're always not doing something. It does. It does. It does. And I absolutely agree with everything you've said there. And I think the only thing for me in my fantasy or the fantasy is that doing that with other people, will make 
lighter work of all of that. Yeah, you probably wouldn't want to unless you could unless you were fine with taking on full responsibility and keeping that to yourself. That's the only fair way to go about it. Because you can't you can't invite people who don't want your idea as serious as you do to take it as serious as you do, right? Absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're going to or they're not. And if they don't, you're gonna need to do the lifting. And it's not fair to them to uh, pry them into your motive motives, unless you're want to manipulate them into that or you know coerce them or persuade them then you obviously you're free to do that but people tend to get irritated after they say hey i'm done with this you know like i don't want to dig a latrine every time i take a dump like i'm tired yeah. of doing this <laughs> no absolutely yeah yeah all of that stuff has to be ironed out way before definitely but that's definitely so, something for me anyway like i i just i'd love to retire next to next to free you know in the same way you and you and Gabe are doing in terms of just kind of getting closer towards close friends. It's just makes sense to me. Well, when he gets there, I'll move again. Um, so that'll be, we'll play tag. Uh, Alan, he'll get up here and Alan want to move back to Texas. <laughs> I've had it with this cold weather. <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> he just moved by the house next door. Um, but yeah, it's possible, and it sounds really good to do. I think there's a, I think there's a, uh, there's a medium po- place, right? Like there's a, you have a shelter that has electricity, running water. You're you're out of the environment. You're not having to worry about mold. If you live in a canvas tent, you're gonna have mold, which is gonna make you really sick all the time. Um, you can flush your toilet. You can take a hot shower. I think you can have the internet. I think you should just. I would consider those to be basic requirements for human life, right? I would want all of those things, no matter like what my situation was. I don't want to live yeah. in an environment where I don't have any of that. It just sounds way too uncomfortable, and it's cold out here. So I want to take a hot bath. You know, I, I, I've uh, I've gotten to where I'm kind of wanting to do how Curious George uh, does and have a like apartment in a high rise in the city, and then have a house out in the country with uh you know a couple trees and just you know when you get tired of the city life just go to the so your solution is to have a bunch of money i don't think curious george is loaded the man with the yellow hat but uh he's definitely got the kind of fucking collateral damage this monkey does on a regular basis yeah he's got it there's he's got to be well, he's a, got dirt. Like his, his his insurance is just outrageous. Yeah, Curious George is like it's always the insurance trying to kill Curious George, mm-hmm. right? After like book three, it's all set up from Amika. Um, <laughs> but I think there's a, I think you, if you have those basic anemones available to you, and then you live out of your backyard, like so your your front your living room is your backyard, and then you have you know you have flowering trees that or fruit you know you have all the stuff that you need so you just go outside and get food um i think that's probably uh where the most sustainable way of living is at where people can grow their food in their backyard and one person can do enough work to sustain that environment right they have health care internet, awesome. water <sighs> 
See, to me, like uh, uh, the kind of society I'd like to live in is that motherfuckers that like farming and are good at it can do that. But like, because that's like, I, other than Carrie, like me wanting Carrie to like do it, you know, so she can like go get an onion or whatever. Like I have zero interest in trying to fucking farm and till land. If you don't um, do it, we'll put you in jail. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to be able to go get some shit from my, like, get some corn for the week. And, like, whenever your shit breaks down, you give me a shout and I come fix your shit. I think if you were able to encourage it, though, like, if you could get your government to give people loans and grants to do more um, self-farming and self-dependency as far as making their own clothes and food, and you had the government funding people to do this instead, uh, I think it would make the world just a greener place in general. Like, you'd have less foot traffic and yeah, people in really cars going everywhere um and then people who you know if they're only going to work to get food anyways then just let them grow food and so and and, and have some kind of uh share local sharecropping thing where these people generate food for the community that's free for everybody to eat if they have stuff left over so it's within the benefit so everybody wants them to benefit i don't think that it should be like i, I, I want to live in a society where everybody trade you know like people are everybody's kind of their own which i don't know yeah i mean uh, at this point these are these are all you know socialism dream uh socialism bro come on don't use that socialistic word. Dream, dream fantasies right like this is the best case situation is that this shit would be completely legitimate not corrupt and it would work the way it was intended where everybody had enough to live basically relatively well like the poorest person in America had a farm in their backyard and internet and hot water. <laughs> like if that was the case, I think we'd be all right. Well, I think um, I think we're moving to that point um, slowly. People are, I mean, wishful thinking, eternal optimist, right? Well, don't, well don't yeah, me I mean too. even. Yeah, and even my dream scenario is just completely fault as well. I mean, what are you going to do with – how are you going to regulate what these people are putting on their food and everybody's eating, you know? <laughs> you can't regulate that. You're just hoping nobody's going to poop in the well. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I I, I believe – like, I, I don't mind a big government as long as it's accountable and honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think uh, there's some – I think people, a lot of people need structure and, you know, we need social safety nets with all, you know, if we're all contributing to society, you know, they're taking all these taxes. Like, I don't want to spend to have the first and second largest air forces in the world. Like, can we just have the first one? And then like, that's good. You know, like what, uh, what, what we could. We should. We don't have to have hunger and housing crises, you know. Like we're 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 at a point of society to where if we just that we have the money to do these things, it's just the people that are in power and have all the money just want to, you know. It's 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 a. Uh, it's a we're a long way. We're a long way away from your original question. So, to make it lighthearted, or to kind of bring it back to that, uh, what would you have on your farm to eat? Would you eat any animals like chickens or cows? Or just like all fruits and vegetables. Who's that too? You, Ed. Like what's on your farm? Yeah, definitely. Do you know what I love? I would love, that's a real fantasy of mine, is to be able to 
rear and slaughter my own animals. I've never killed an animal in my life, you know. Well, no, not to eat anyway. Um, so, so that there's something deep about the respect there. Just like to raise an animal, and I probably would fucking love the animal as well whilst raising it, and then to to kill it and rear it. But I, I, there's something really sacred for me around going through that process, and I'd love to do that. This. Well, it used to be it used to be essential. So I think you know, you that's a that's just something in our dinner, you know that yeah yeah like because you we up until like you know what forty fifties well I guess we're talking like eighty ninety years ago, you know like that's how you got meat, you know. It's very interesting. There's a uh, some kind of Swami Chris Nada guy who I was reading about. Uh, he's some kind of yogi, kundalini monk, something like that. And they, mm. he said that if you had people living in farming communities of 100, where these people, their only job would be to basically sustain themselves, and 100 is the max you want in these communities mm. of families that are yeah, just working yeah, yeah. to keep each other safe. He said that you would have just kundalini awakenings happening left and right. He said that that environment... It's so conducive to the natural state of mankind's wow. um, state. Like that's how we're supposed to be. That all your chakras would open. You would, and you would be in a situation where your community could handle it. They would know what to do. Like y'all would be able to um, deal with each other. You know, like so. It, and that. So this is just you know some Eastern esoteric mumbo jumbo about Kundalini, but. That's what he suggested. Like what you're talking about is I would just like live off the farm and be natural and use my hands. And I would love the animals before I killed them. I would respect them. Like all that type of stuff is like what's supposed to bring the spiritual nature out of you anyways, at least according to this guy. Yeah, that's I I really enjoyed listening to that, man. I fucking love that. That was that that's slotted in beautifully into my own little meaning and integration. Yeah, definitely. That's really nice to hear that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, I, I think you're, we've talked before, but you're on this path anyways yourself where you're, I think, uh, you have a hunger for the things that you naturally know are going to benefit you. And people talk about this uh, a lot in their spiritual development. Like they, they develop a different um, a taste. So people who were would eat meat suddenly won't eat meat. And people who are interested in different aspects of life, they completely change. Uh, like it's almost... They just are more is available to them, so they're they're curious to see what else is, uh, what everything else tastes like. I guess. Um, and so I'm curious: is this always been a fantasy of yours to like retire and live off the land, or is this something that's kind of developed and come about, you know, as an idea that's evolved, you know, over time, or does yeah, it just come to you in a dream? So no, no, it wasn't a dream. It's just over time, I guess. But like since. <clears throat> I've always been a rebel. I've never wanted to do things the normal way. And obviously that lets me down as well. But um, but really it was it was born of that, you know, born of wanting to do things for me, live self-sustainably, not have to rely on a government that I don't support and I don't agree with for the most part. Um, and the idea of just being around loved ones, friends and family, you know, or, or the family that you create from the community. I just like well, what a lovely way to go out in a life to create to actually have a community that you've built yourself, and and these are all friends of yours, or well, the majority of them are friends of yours, you know, 
um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it seems possible, and it and it also with that possibility, it's just like why wouldn't I want to do that? I definitely want to do that. So I don't I know. know there's, something, there's something about as well, like pooling, and and it's complex. You're right. You've already raised a lot of things there, but um, it's something about pooling together everyone's skills and talents and will in in unison. That's something as well that's really attractive to me when everyone's actually here for the same reason and that we've all diverse within that. But um, that's lovely. I, I know a girl, a girl, she's a grown woman. I know a lady who, uh, she's a witch doctor in a commune out in Texas. Mm. And all they do is sit around and get high on ayahuasca and then run their farm. And it's just, you know, like 40 or 50 of them, <laughs> I guess. But that that's all they're interested in doing is doing ceremony, pagan ceremonies uh, and taking DMT and ayahuasca and mushrooms and then farming plants and eating them, you know, and they all grow their hair out and wear flowy clothes and burn infants and live in huts outside. But they're doing what they want to do, you know. They seem to enjoy it. Sounds you like know, I, oh. I can't do that. And I wouldn't want my kid to be in that environment, though. Oh yeah, so got what for the? Well, I don't know if we've got time for that because that's a that's a good that's a that would be a really cool topic actually to talk about, which is uh, pro the pros and cons of homeschooling. But maybe we could maybe maybe we could actually do a whole episode to that. No, let me. Yeah, could, yeah. I mean, that's definitely. Uh, well, I experienced both. Um. We're going to say last 10 minutes. Uh, we'll be at an hour and 30. So we can start coming to our closing thoughts. Uh, do you feel any better, Ed? Yes, good man for asking. <laughs> I genuinely, honestly, guys, thank you. I really do feel so much more uplifted just hearing you two, hearing you two voices. I really do. Um, I think I've just needed a bit of fucking contact with people that I know. Because um, I've been a little bit of a hermit recently, so yeah, I, genuinely I feel a lot, lot better for whatever reason. I don't care, but I do. Glad we I'm, were able to distract you for an hour and a half. <laughs> all, all that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, we'll we can start. We'll we can start talking to you more frequently as well, because Gabe and I talk uh, through the week multiple times a day, and you're around, so. You know, if you're on and you yeah, well, on... I've just got I've just got contracted with COVID. Apparently, I, don't, I haven't done the test. Oh my god! I'm pretty sure I, I haven't been able to smell or taste anything for the last oh, four days now. So um, yeah, lot, you should buddy. be being a hermit. Yeah, yeah, be a hermit. Yeah, we'll call it, you absolutely. a lot. So um, so hence yeah, we got to keep an eye on you. <laughs> I'm just going out. See you later. Joking. Um, I was yeah, like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> no, Ed. No. God damn it. <laughs> I never keep any friends. Uh, <laughs> no, dude. I think, I think just, to hit, just to kind of be in contact with people, though, it's, it's definitely something clearly that I've needed because I feel a lot better for it. Yeah, yeah. You need buddies. Need, to, need some ball busting here and there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're the biggest pair of balls. You can't miss them. <laughs> nah, they're more high and tights. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we've had we've had the different kind of nutsacks conversation before. 
Oh yeah. Well, there's only how many? How many between those two are there? So there's a high and tight. There's a big pouch. There's a long drop. Um, oh, the long drop. Yeah, okay. That was the one that scared the shit out of I mean, me. The this, first time this, I've is, seen it. this is really a spectrum we're talking about here because a- any man yeah. can can achieve places on, within this spectrum. Within for the, sure, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Depending yeah. on, I think it's a hydration thing sometimes. Oh, yeah. is it? Sure yeah, it's yeah. A thing. <laughs> yeah, temperature, hydration. Check? I think it all plays a part. Can you check your temperature by the condition of your? Oh no, not your temperature, but like your hydration <laughs> level by the condition of your sack. Where, where are you on? The well, it's it's right kind of like how you can tell the weather by your ear hair. Right, right. Yeah, I got this uh, tuft of hair that grows on either of my ears that I let grow out, and I I can braid that shit. Most, I know things. <laughs> uh, I get lost if we cut them. You know, like I, if I don't get the barber permission to cut, I don't. I feel wrong. I think my inner ear balance has grown dependent on the extra weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited uh, to do another episode. So maybe since you're going to be home, egg, we'll stay, I'll stay in touch with you more frequently and we'll see what you're doing. Yeah. You're going to have to be yeah. quarantined. And you're, you're living with your girlfriend now, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And, and I've got three or four more days off work now from the from the back end of this quarantine so um so definitely nice. if, if that if there's time for both of us then we'll, we'll, all three of us will come on for sure perfect all right guys Excellent. well i'll, I'll make sure gabe uh bulldogs you uh we'll get you get you going on more active and keep an eye on you with covid because we can get like real time your take uh nice. I'll, I, do you know what? I'll, i will put some consciousness into thinking of i mean i know we've just Bashed out homeschool there, which is an idea, which I'm really. There, well, I mean, we've got time. We got time. But, um, but yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I'd like to bring another topic down down to the talk down to the board at some point. For sure. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to ask the esteemed Craig. And guess what? Get... I've just got myself a PS3. I know PS5's out right now, but I've I haven't oh. been. I haven't been a gamer. <laughs> I haven't been a gamer for years, and I have just got myself a PS3, four new games. I haven't touched it yet, so I'm gonna. You, you got get time, baby. Oh hell yeah, yeah, baby! You need something to. You need a punching bag. So find you a game that you can kill stuff with. Yeah, well, I've got two killing games, so I've got excellent, <laughs> excellent, <laughs> All right, very American of you. It'll be soon. It'll be soon. All right, stay safe. Peace yeah. out, guys. Yeah.